We are uh, continuing today in the book of Psalms. In the book of Psalms, we've been in this series in the book of Psalms, um, the Psalms of Trust. Uh, we, we could have been in the Psalms of Lament. We always stand in need of the Psalms of Wisdom. Uh, we bend the knee at the Royal Psalms, and, but we are here in the Psalms of Trust where um, the writer, the psalmist is, is facing the thing, but actively choosing to trust God above all else and in spite of all else, is committing complete trust to God, which frees the psalmist from preoccupation with personal needs or desires or, uh, or, or wants or fears. It, it frees the psalmist to, to pursue God's mission and God's kingdom, God's purpose. Because their trust is in the Lord. Amen? Um, I pray that we could walk away from the Psalms of Trust with that same, uh, that same uh, fervor, same resolve. So, we're going to be in Psalm 121 today. Psalm 121. It's in your bulletin if you don't have your Bible um, a reading from the English Standard Version. Um, I wanted to try something different, just just to spring something on you, keep you on your toes. I wanted to uh, read responsively, and so I, I don't know if you are reading from the English Standard Version, but if if not, you have your bulletin there, and that's I will read a verse, and you will read a verse, and I will read a verse, and then you will read a verse. And there's only eight verses, and then the eighth verse we'll just read together. Can we, can we try that? <laughs> all right, all right, okay. I'm in the English Standard Version, ESV. Psalm 121. I'll read verse 1, and then you verse 2, and then we'll go on, and then we'll read verse 8 together. It's a song of ascent. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord. He will not let your foot be moved. He, he, he who keeps you will not slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, your promise, your truth. Um, we pray now uh, for its opening. Uh, not only in our minds, but in our hearts. Lord, open our eyes, allow us to behold wonderful things in your word. Uh, I ask for a fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, because you are my strength and my redeemer. 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And so I had us read uh, responsibly because sometimes the Psalms were sung like that. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that one of the things that I, I used to love about church when I was growing up, I was a church kid, <laughs> uh, uh, was, the, was the marching in of the choir uh, in, my, in my church experience growing up. When the, when the choir came in, you knew something big was about to happen. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it before. Sometimes it's just depicted on TV shows if you haven't seen it in person. But the, well, uh, the choir... Um, uh, they would come in, and you would know that it's time now to celebrate God. They, they came in like an army, and, and they, they marched down the, the, the center aisle of the church, headed up to the front of the church, and then up into the choir stands. Um, they, they were going to meet with and to praise God, and, and I wanted to go with them. I, I, I joined the, the Pee Wee Choir, the Sunbeam Choir, when I was little because I wanted to march with them. Um, and as they marched in, they, they, would, be, they would be singing uh, while they marched. They might have been singing something like, uh, uh, We come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed me yet. Oh. Can't turn around. We come this far by faith. And then the choir director would close them out. But but they 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 will be singing uh, uh, with with conviction, you know, with confidence, like they like they knew they had the victory already. Like nothing was going to stop them from reaching God. That's how they that's how they marched in. There's something about. Uh, uh, songs and, and chants and singing that helps encourage folks when they're they're in a march and they're on a journey. Uh, I know in the in the in the 60s in the time of uh, the civil rights marches, they would sing songs as they marched that you would hear them singing. Keep your eyes on the prize, O oh Lord, and we shall overcome. Um, the singing united them and, and it kept them focused on their destination. Uh, in this scripture today, God's people are on a journey, and they, they have a song to help them keep pressing while they're on their way up to their destination, uh, to help them not give up, even, even uh, if they get tired or, or if it starts to look dangerous on the way. Uh, the song would help them. This song reminds them that while they're on their way, they have help. They are confidently kept on this journey. They are confidently kept on this journey. That's the title of the message, confidently kept on this journey. <clears throat> this 121st Psalm is still, a, is still a Psalm of trust, but it's also part of a collection uh, of Psalms called the Songs of Ascent. Uh, the, 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 the Psalms between from 120 to 134, the Songs of Ascent meaning going up, rising. Um, these psalms were sung by God's people as they made the journey up to Jerusalem to worship. And, and sitting about 2,500 feet 
uh, above sea level, the journey up to Jerusalem was a, was a climb from most places. Uh, God also chose to set Jerusalem apart, this hill, uh, 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 as, a, as a special place of worship. So in a sense, it was, a, it was also high spiritually. There was a spiritual climb up to Jerusalem. God had commanded the people of Israel to come up there three times a year uh, to celebrate and to worship him and all he had done with them as a people. And you find it in Exodus 23 and 14, the command. It was a a necessary journey, but it was also a joy and a privilege to go up to Jerusalem and come to the house of the Lord. If you you went one psalm over to Psalm 122, the psalmist makes it plain in verse 1. He said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. How do you feel when they say it's time to go to church? (laughs) How do you feel when, it, when it's time to, to gather in a place that we've set apart specifically for the, the, the collective worship of God? Uh, Psalm 122 says that he was glad. <laughs> if, if the situation here in this psalm it, uh, followed what was described in the lament of Psalm 120, uh, we can imagine the singer leaving from places surrounded by turmoil and and chaos and violence on a journey to find peace in the presence of God. Still, not not only was was it a necessary and a joyful journey, it was also a dangerous journey. Uh, This 121st Psalm encourages the faithful who would make that journey to be confident in the Lord's keeping them as they go. Uh, the Lord will see us through on our journey to him. The Lord will see us through on our journey to him. Listen to, listen to what the, the psalm says. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? I had to stop because when you read that in the old King James, it sounds like the, the one, one, one verse, one, one sentence. But there's, there's two, two thoughts. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Scanning the terrain to be traveled brings a question to the mind for the the pilgrim on this journey. As they would take the journey to Jerusalem, they would have seen many mountains uh, before they arrived to the hill where God's city sat. Jerusalem was surrounded by mountains and hills and and the, the hills would have probably represented to them both uh, challenge and hope. Uh, there, there may have been a spiritual challenge because in those high places, some people had chosen to worship false gods. A spiritual challenge. They, it, it was also a challenge because uh, robbers lurked in the hills looking for their next target. I didn't say thieves. I said robbers. That means violence. <laughs> um, uh, Another challenge was that the mountains may be hard to climb. They were rocky and they were sometimes steep. And before we keep going, I would ask to see who's, I would survey to see who, uh, have you ever had to face mountains? And I don't mean the mountains uh, that you would hike or climb for recreation, but, but the kind with human faces that, that, that discourage and threaten. Face mountains, the the kind that tempt to draw your worship away in fear from the Lord towards something false, mountains. 
uh, just a, a multitude of hills with a long, hard way to climb in front of you and, and what seems like no sign of any help anywhere. Mountains. If, if you say, yeah, you say, you say, yeah, then this song is for you. <laughs> this song is for you. And, and if you say, uh, Pastor, that's not my story, my experience, then I'll say, keep listening. This song is for you, too. This song is for you, too, because, because we're all on a journey, and since no one knows what's around the corner or up that next hill, uh, how we finish the journey depends completely, is going to depend completely on the help that we have, the help that we have. As, as a hope for help, some people back in this time would even look to the mountains as a hiding place from trouble. Uh, you remember they told David in Psalm 11, uh, flee like a bird to your mountain. And David said, come on now. <laughs> well, he, that was my paraphrase. He didn't say that. But, but, but the writer here knows that hiding in the mountains won't help them complete this journey. Help is needed. And the question on the table is, where is it coming from? <clears throat> help identified. And as soon as the question is, is posed, the help is identified. Even though the writer starts off sounding helpless, the help they have is soon identified. The first thing we observe about the help is that he's personal. They know him by name. My help is from the Lord. When you read in the scriptures and in your text, so a lot of times the Bible have a capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, representing the, the proper name of, of Yahweh, uh, the self-existing, self-sufficient one. Uh, that doesn't need anyone else. The, the God who introduced himself to Moses from a burning bush, who committed himself to these people by power and promises, who had saved them and sworn by his own self because there was nothing higher to swear by that he would bless them. This God, <laughs> the Lord, the song says, is where the, singer help, the singer's help comes from. And for even more of a positive ID, the writer points out that the Lord is the one who made heaven and earth. In case you, would, you might get them mixed up with someone else. Um, <clears throat> when, when Jeremiah was unsure about the prophet, when he was unsure about what he, what he was doing on his mission for God, um, like, like many other saints of old, the first truth he prayed in Jeremiah 32 and 17 was, Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and by your outstretched arm, nothing is too hard for you. Uh, Jeremiah prayed himself into remembering who he was dealing with. Um, he, he's, he's personal. And, and, but he, he's, he's not only personal, but he's powerful. He's not some random, made-up God. He's the God who made up everything that is anything uh, uh, with, with, with just the power of his word. He said, let there be heaven, and there was heaven. He said, let there be earth, and there was earth. And, and, and he, he even made the hills that stand in front of the singer in this psalm while traveling on their journey. He has all power, this powerful God. The writer confirms that's where my help comes from. I can trust him on this journey. The psalm not only paints him as a personal and a powerful, personal and powerful, 
The song goes on to portray him as one who keeps. It uses the same word six times uh, in different uh, uh, verses. In the last six verses of this poem, emphasizing all the ways that the Lord keeps, guards, protects, and preserves the faithful pilgrim on their journey. It, it strengthens the singer's confidence in the Lord. Verse after verse after verse is building. First, it points to him being a watchful keeper. Verse 3, he will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is described here first by what he won't do. <laughs> the singer is made confident because the one keeping them is always woke and watching. Uh, he, he won't sleep. He won't slumber. He won't let you slip. They didn't have to fear stumbling, falling, or failing as they move forward due to negligence on his part. Uh, uh, he's on duty. They, they, that, that's, that's good news, amen? <laughs> they, they would have to climb uh, those hills on their way up to Jerusalem, and the ground was dry and rocky, and it was easy for someone to, to, to stumble or to slip, but the Lord, the keeper who guards their way, won't let them slip. And anybody, uh, uh, you ever watched a parent, a good parent, <laughs> with a baby learning how to walk, and they, they lift the baby up, and they, and they let the baby go, but they keep their hands right there to catch the baby when the baby falls some. Not the dads. The moms do that. The dads just let them boom. That's how the Lord is with them as they journey toward Jerusalem, guarding and keeping them in the way. Uh, he, and he's always on duty. You know, a human security guard might get tired and doze off, but the Lord who is watching over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps it's, it's magnified that he doesn't miss anything that's going on in the lives of these pilgrims on their journey to him. The, 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 the prophet Elijah was, was so sure about this, uh, about the Lord's watchfulness, that he, he challenged 450 false prophets to a contest to prove whose God was true God there on Mount Carmel one day. It, it was simple. Elijah said, you can call on your God and I, I'll call on the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. Uh, in 1 Kings 18, 20 through 40, you find it. But when the fake prophets with the fake God called out, they got no answer. And so Elijah tried to help them. He said, scream louder. Maybe, maybe he's using the bathroom or, or, or maybe he's sleep." Yeah, but when Elijah called, when Elijah called, the Lord answered him and sent down fire that not only consumed the, the offering, but consumed the entire altar. Big fire. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't sleep. He heard him when he called. And so the writer here uh, goes on to encourage the hearts of the people, letting them know the Lord our God, our keeper, does not Sleep, And that's also good for us uh, to know today as we're, I, I, we're moving on our journey, uh, on, on our way up. 
So, so that just in case he doesn't respond when or how we think he, he, he should, uh, we can rest assured that it's not due to that. Uh, he's woke. He's watchful. And, and God's eyes are wide open, and he not only sees us, he wa- he's watchfully keeping us. These verses continue to build confidence in the Lord as a keeper because not only is he, is he able to guard the individual pilgrim, his watchful eyes are on all of Israel. The second line amplifies the thought from the first line in a kind of parallelism. Uh, your, your, your keeper is the same one who has kept Israel. The one keeping you is the one that's keeping all of Israel, through it all, from her beginnings in Babylon to her bondage in Egypt to her inheriting the promised land. He's sufficient to watch over you on your journey. But even more, he's also a, a covering protector. He's a covering protector. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night, because of the, the climate in the ancient Near East, God's people needed protection from the elements while they journeyed. They, they were liable to be beaten down by the scorching sun. Sunstroke was a real thing uh, that could lead to death. There, there, there was no air-conditioned buildings to stop off in and cool off. Shade on the right hand represented that covering protection needed in those harsh conditions. They, they could build uh, temporary shelters, but, but it was the ever-present sheltering of the Lord that would comfort them on the way. In, in Exodus chapters 13 and chapters 14, we learn that after liberating Israel from their oppression in Egypt, the Lord provided a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night to lead them through the wilderness the cloud would, would also protect them as a, as a covering from the heat and provide light in the night for them. Uh, uh, in the darkness, Psalm, Psalm 105 points it out. Psalm 105 verse 39 says that he spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. God had them covered. This type of protection, it, it, it became symbolic for, for safety from any oppressive forces or, or danger that, that would bear down on the Lord's people. It was a symbol of, of that protection. This is the confidence that you hear spoken about in, in Psalm 91 and verse 1 that says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide under the shadow, the shade, the shadow of the Almighty. Whether it was the dangers of the day or the dangers of the night, the Lord could be trusted as a covering protector on the journey. But not only does he shield and sustain those on this journey, the song teaches us that he preserves life. The Lord is a life preserver. (laughs) He preserves life. The Lord, verse 7 says, will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Some of us or all of us have have had or at least heard of uh, uh, car warranties. 
A car warranty, yeah. It's supposed to protect you if something goes wrong with the car. And it usually lasts for a certain amount of miles and a certain amount of months. You got it? You familiar with that? Uh, even, even when they call it a bumper-to-bumper warranty, I'll let you in on a secret. It only covers certain parts of the vehicle. True story. Uh, then, then there's, there's the insurance that's supposed to protect you if, if something happens to the car by accident, whether it's moving or standing still. But that only lasts as long as you're, you keep up with the bill. <laughs> you stop paying the bill, you no longer cover it. Just throw that out there for you. Um, you know, a warranty is good. And, and, and the law says you have to have insurance if you want to drive. But the truth is that these things don't cover every situation you might have to face. They run out. Uh, they, they, they give out. They expire. And, and they'll leave you hanging high and dry if you are not super attentive to all of the fine print. <laughs> but this song is celebrating the fact that the Lord gives full life protection. Uh, that no, no matter what kind of evil or harm shows up, you're covered. He keeps you. Uh, it doesn't say that evil won't show up, but, but the song says that he will keep your life. The life he gave to you is in his hands. Evil won't have the last say over the one who is kept by him. In all, in, all, in all the necessary coming and going of life and, and everything in between, all that takes place while, while they're on this journey to him, the faithful are preserved for life. Listen, it's better than an extended warranty. It, it says, both now and forevermore. Even when they come to the end of the journey down here, it's not the end of the journey. They will still be kept by the Lord. The journey leads not only to Jerusalem, but but actually through Jerusalem to a higher ground, a a higher spiritual place. Uh, the, the, The keeping acts of the Lord in the psalm grow increasingly more and more complete until the journey of the faithful pilgrim takes on an eternal perspective. There's an eternal perspective to be seen here in this psalm that that I think Jesus can help bring into focus for us, like the fine print. He can help us see it. Uh, uh, In fact, one day on his journey, uh, there at a feast in Jerusalem, speaking about those that follow him, Jesus proclaims that he gives them eternal life. They won't ever perish or be lost, and and, and no one will snatch them out of his hands because he has the same strong grip as the Father. He and the Father are one. In John chapter 10, and then Paul helps us a little bit with our perspective in this matter. In Romans 14, verses 8 and 9, he says, For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or we die, whether we die, we are the Lord's. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the living and the dead. All the journeys, uh, the, 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 the feasts, 
and the scriptures find themselves summed up in Jesus. So all that was available to the faithful traveler in that time, all that was available to Israel, all the same keeping power of the Lord in this psalm is available to us now and eternally in Jesus Christ. In him we also have help, help that can keep us on in this life and, and on this journey until we reach our destination. We have no reason to turn back or turn away, no reason uh, uh, to fear falling or failing, no reason to give up, to give out, or to give way. As long as we're traveling with Jesus, we'll make it to where we need to be. In other words, if we have Jesus, we have all the help that we need. When we're sure where our help comes from, we can sing along with this psalm knowing that we are confidently kept on this journey. We can say, where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord who made heavens and the earth. We can, we can sing with the traditional uh, contemporary hymnist and say, I want Jesus to walk with me. I want Jesus to walk with me. While I'm on this pilgrim journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. We can sing with confidence, knowing that when we have him on this journey, we'll make it. We'll make it. We'll make it. Amen. 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 Thank God for the Lord. Let's pray. Lord. Collectively, we have heard much of your word, Lord. Help us, Lord, uh, to not be those that just process the word in our minds, but that your word will be rooted down in our hearts, that it would grow in our spirits, and that it would overcome our flesh forever. We wouldn't just be hearers of your word, we'd be doers of your word. We wouldn't just talk about trust, but we would live lives of trust in you. Lead God and direct us in that way for your glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.